If you can't handle it, get me somebody that can. Get me Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is dead. Then get his brother. to my bleeding gears podcast this is episode number 89 getting inching closer to 100 here mm-hmm. jesselyn is with me again as always hello and we got a few things we want to talk about we took last week off because i don't know i was gone for most of it you were gone for most of it and we didn't want to rush and hurry so we yeah. kind of just took the time off and i kind of want to space things out until episode 100 mm-hmm. by the end of the year so, uh, all right, quite a few things have happened with us while you were gone and while I was staying here and you left and I ended up watching a bunch of Van Damme movies while you were gone. <laughs> I watched some, some old ones, some classics. Uh, Time Cop was one of them. Cop that stops. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what does Nick Frost say? No, um, no, that's I've Super Cop. Oh. That's a Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Time Cop. Different different movie. Uh, wow, that one was garbage. I remember not liking it when I was a kid either, so... Oh. Yeah, the ending... Do you uh, remember what, like, one of the first movies was that you watched and had, like, a negative opinion about it? Yes. One in the theater I definitely can remember. Two, actually. Uh, and they're... One's based off a video game, one's based off a comic book. Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this movie's fucking horrible. <laughs> and then Judge Dredd, uh, the one with Stallone. And I was okay. like, wow, this movie's fucking horrible. <laughs> we were, when was Judge Dredd? I wouldn't say we were children when Judge Dredd came out. Uh, right? I want to say 94, 95 okay. around then. And yeah, I did. <laughs> it is bad. But the but the other one they came out with Carl Urban that one's fantastic. Yeah, you keep saying that one's underrated, and you, I keep falling asleep. I know it's awesome. It's an <laughs> awesome movie. I mean, you don't see Carl Urban's face throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Which I mean, props to him, dude. Like, I'm, I'm sure Stallone wanted his face out most of the time mm-hmm. in that one, and it was like he rarely wore the helmet, if I remember correctly. He wore right. like once or twice, maybe. Which was one of the points of contention for. Yeah. Judge Dredd. Seriously, he yeah. The yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't want to see Stallone's face. You know? <laughs> Come on. I've seen it messed up and right. before. Like, and I don't just put the helmet on. Yeah. Yeah. Put on the helmets. And like I was Roddy Piper and they live with the glasses. <laughs> put on the helmet. So I sidetracked you. I'm sorry. So time. No. Uh, time. Also, cut. when you were a kid, thought it was kind of dumb. Yeah, it was. It, uh, well, the ending is stupid because. Like, they change everything, and then he comes home to, like, a family he doesn't even know. And he's just like, oh, oh, we're together, she's alive, kind of thing. It's stupid. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, it, like, you should have never gone back. Like, it doesn't make sense, I'm sorry. I, um, I don't have to hear more, except... No, you're, you're, I'm not really yeah, that I know. <laughs> <laughs> but interesting. I do always think, like, when you're watching fantasy movies like that, we should just, just sit back and breathe. Yeah, true. When it comes I, to I, time agree, travel. I agree with that. <laughs> Except when it comes to the end. <laughs> okay. Uh, another one was, was uh, 
was the diehard kind of one, but in a, a hockey stadium. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Oh shit! You just made me laugh. I mean, we forget it. <laughs> it it's I called. Hope uh, puck is in the title somewhere. No, you're pucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the tagline, that's where it should it's be. It's not. Uh, you know, I didn't watch Death Warrant, but that's one of them. That's one where it's, I've heard of that one. He's in a prison. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, uh, sudden death is the name of it. Sudden death. <laughs> it's Does hockey. that happen in hockey? Well, that's what they just call overtime is sudden I death. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that one that one actually is kind of fun. I had a good time watching that okay. one. You have uh, what's his face is the bad guy uh, Powers Booth. Oh, he's a good it? bad guy. Yeah, he's he is exclusively a bad guy. I think. Except for Red Dawn, he was a good guy in that oh, okay. one. Okay. Right, remember he's probably good in some other ones, but yeah, he's Maybe. usually a pretty bad guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, power. Yeah, Red Dawn. He <laughs> he starts going out with that teenager and stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe different I can't time. Go back to Red Dawn. <laughs> I don't think I can go back. <laughs> uh, then I watched another Bloodsport that we talked about last. Right, time, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic. It, oh, yeah, it is a classic. Mm-hmm. You better believe it. Um, I didn't watch Kickboxer. I think I watched one more. No, no, it wasn't a Van Damme movie. I, I believe I started watching. Death Wish 5. I wish I was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Death Wish 6. This is 7. <laughs> I wish I was dead. <laughs> Alright, uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, everyone. So yeah, I got to watch a lot of stuff uh, while you weren't around. Like things Good. that I like to watch and just fall asleep to or... Stuff that I'll kick you out in the living yeah, room. Yeah, or if I... <laughs> <laughs> things that are better while you're intoxicated. So I'll just say that. But then we watched some things together. We finished a few TV series, too. Uh-huh. Uh, Orange is the New Black. We got to finish the final season of that. Um, what did you think of this last season? I liked it. I thought it wrapped everything up nicely, but and also not nicely. So mm-hmm. everyone's storylines get wrapped up, but they're not all happy. No, they're not, some which they shouldn't be. Some of them are kind be. of scary. Yeah, they definitely shouldn't be. A lot more realistic. You know. It's uh, the, the last few seasons... <clears throat> Actually, I guess most of the seasons after seasons like one and two are all social commentary. Yeah. I know that's what seasons one and two were trying to be, but I don't think that it fell into itself until it's a, a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, and I think like the creators and the writers were hearing that nobody gives a shit about Piper, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were interested in all the other characters. Right. Yeah. And, well, they still did. It, this was a very Piper-heavy season. It was, and I didn't... I thought I was going to hate that, because at the end of season six, when she gets released, I was like, bye forever, Piper! <laughs> but then it wasn't bye forever, and she kind of <clears throat> grows. A little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> Not a not all that much, but just a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. Sorry, everybody. She and Alex stay together, and I actually think it's kind of nice. You didn't think it was nice? No, not at all. <laughs> no. She's, like, with this... She continues to stay with this manipulative person who is going to drag her down for the rest of her life. Yet, I mean, she's going to stay with her. And this mentally abusive person, which she is... She did, and she knew she was wrong to begin with, because she got her in trouble in the first place. Yeah. You know, and... <laughs> it's complicated. I know, I was totally against it. And when they got married, I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in my life. So yeah, I was surprised at the 180 that my brain did when they were still together, and I was like, I like this. No, I was <laughs> like, I don't, man. <laughs> 
But, so uh, what were your thoughts? It, well, this season, I think it wrapped up very quickly for yeah. a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. Of course, you don't see, I'd have to say, about 60% of the characters that they've introduced throughout the series that are still in prison. Right. They really didn't show until like the last five minutes of when the Alex show. When Alex gets transferred. And, and then yeah, you get to see this. where everyone else is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and yeah, this season was pretty preachy, too. <laughs> it was very it's, preachy. It's there are a lot of anvils. Yeah. Yes, there are. But, it, as much as the purge was at, at some right. point in time, I was like, "All right, I get it. I understand this. You can stop now and okay. let's move on." And You're talking just, about like everybody. ice and dis- detention. The centers. ice. And, yeah. uh, well, not even really the ice all that much. Uh, it was with uh, uh, Natasha Leone's character and the. Uh, the Iraqi girl she likes that's in ice that's been... Oh, I thought that was really nice. I liked it, that a lot. It was really nice, but I don't think they they took it far enough for how horrible that the Iraqi girl went through. Yes, I agree. Uh, they kind of glossed it over, kind mm-hmm. of, and didn't really follow through with it, and it just really dragged for what it was that okay. I thought. Um... Because they kept showing you the same scene over and over and over again. And it's just like, all right, come on, let's, let's move this on a little bit. And it just never really did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But it, I still enjoyed myself with, with the show, uh, all in all. Um, I'd give this last season probably a C plus. Okay. Right. I'll say what you said to me about The Purge. Maybe people needed it to be full of anvils. Right, I, I agree. People really aren't noticing what's happening. I agree. Or how horrible female circumcision, circumcision yeah. is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a very serious thing, actually. and uh, It's still accepted around the country yeah. as of today. You know? it's, um, and there's many, many people who actually still agree with that mm-hmm. and i'm talking in the tens of millions of people yeah, who still agree with that. And yeah. it is and it's a horrible horrible thing uh and moving around from horrible people so. and circumcisions and stuff let's go to uh let's go to serial killers that'll brighten up the movie yes <laughs> well we finished the second season of mindhunter mm-hmm. <laughs> um and this is this is a pretty cool season i enjoyed this one not as much as the first and I think because there isn't a personal conflict present this season for our main character. Uh, it kind of seems like he... They just kind of let him off his leash a little bit and didn't really look around to his psych- uh, psychological problems yeah. that he has himself. They address him very early in the season and that's kind of it. And they kind of focus a bit more on Trench and... Uh, Tench. Tench, I'm sorry, Tench, and uh, Dr. Carr instead. Agreed. Which, I mean, I think that's good that they went over their relationships, too, but the character of Holden is the main character, really. Mm. You don't give him a whole lot to do. I mean, when they get to the Atlanta monster, I guess he is pretty passionate about profiling, Mm -hmm. because that was a very sensitive issue when he profiles profiles him as a black man in Atlanta. That was obviously very sensitive back then. Yes. But yeah, other than that... There's no really personal life of his. They don't give him a whole lot to do. No, they really don't. And I really like that relationship he had last season with uh, the one woman he was seeing. Yeah. And I, I just really love their last scene together where she's sitting on the porch and he comes up to the porch and he doesn't even really enter the house at all. He just kind of stays outside and he pretty much just goes through why everything this is happening and, like, if you really wanted me to, you know, 
come and sit down, I'm like, how come you have a bottle of wine and only one glass? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know this, you're, you're we're breaking up right now. <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> you know. Right. So I really love those scenes with him interacting yeah. with her. But he really doesn't have that much of a chance to interact with more, I guess, even-keeled people this time around. And he's yeah. pretty much just stuck with um, speaking with the, the serial killers and other criminals. He's a robot, and there's really nobody to humanize him. Right. Except for the people who are upset at how he profiles the Atlanta monster. And it turns out he's maybe like a quarter right. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this show's really fun. I, I, the Charles Manson episode was really cool. I mm-hmm. like uh, the actor who did, it. <laughs> did a really good job. All the acting in this show I, I, is yes. really good. I wanted more Ed Kemper. I had never yeah. thought I would utter that sentence. <laughs> the actor who plays him. Uh, Dr. Carr. Uh, wow. She's, yes. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to see a lot of her personal life. In yes, this one, yeah. and that was really cool. I like to see that. Um, and with Agent Tench also, it was really cool. I like to see his home life and how he's dealing with his family and his mm-hmm. the different problems he's having around this same time. You've talked about this actor before. You really like this guy. Yeah. McCallany. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, <laughs> and Fight Club. That's what I know him from. Yeah, and I know him from <laughs> Creepshow 2. He's <laughs> the Native American guy with the long right. hair. Right. I keep pushing that out of my brain. <laughs> See this hair? It's going to get Yikes. me paid and laid. <laughs> Eek. Yeah. <So. laughs> but yeah, I really like him too, and they give him a lot to do this season. Yeah, they absolutely do. Yeah. He's probably, I would say, he's more of the main character Definitely. this season than. Uh, than Holden is. Mm-hmm. And he and Dr. Carr kind of become friends. Yeah, so yeah, they do. They confide in each other. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's a doctor, and he kind of confides mm-hmm. in how he feels and what's going on with his kid and everything. And that whole s- the sub-story is... Uh, <laughs> it, it, it really... I put myself in that position, and, of course, me trying to be nice and everything, I would try and follow through as, as much as I could. But at the end, where like his wife leaves him with his potentially serial killer's son, oh, you just spoiled Orange is the New Black. I did. So, uh, so he um, at, at that point when his wife leaves him and takes the kid and everything and everything, I'm like, except for the couch, which which they had a conversation about that anyway during the season. I was like, man, you got a free, a clean slate, dude. Like, here you go, man. You are, you can just, you know. Scott free from this if you want. I mean, you can probably, you know, not have to worry about any of those people and just do your job. Man, I have some questions, but I feel like I don't want to know the answers to them, so. What, for me and how I feel about them, or truthfully, <laughs> thing, truth, like a fact based uh, thing? No, like, how you feel about it all. No, or, I don't want to. Oh, great. Oh, no, I want to know. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. We'll move on then. Yes, moving on. Private conversation. (laughs) (laughs) That's just for him, not me. I I prefaced it. You missed that part. All right. The preface. (laughs) And then we watched The Curse of La Girona. I was... You were... You wanted to see this movie so bad. I have wanted to see it. I mean, I would have seen it in the theaters if I was chomping at the bit to see it. But I like the La Girona story. I think it's interesting... I think it's scary. Yeah. Yet you give this movie an F. F. <laughs> it's terrible. 
And people, I had read, it's terrible. I saw YouTube videos that it's terrible, and I was like, yeah, okay, everybody calm down. I'm going <laughs> to like it just fine. So I was almost, like, defiantly against people who said they hated it while I was watching it. And then you hated it. It's so bad. Yeah, it's not good. No. We were talking last week. Was it last week or the, no, the week before? About oh, really? when we were talking about movies that we want, like go. Mine was go back and do it again. You were talking. You and Tyrell were talking. Oh, about, about uh, the directors. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're gonna do a remake, which movie would it be, and which director would remake the movie? Right. And my, I kind of twer- like tweaked mine a little bit. So yeah. it was okay. Movies from last year that I would say go back and do this again mm. with this director or this writer. I don't know who I would get to... You know what? I do. Guillermo del Toro. Well, that's just... That's every yeah, answer. go-to, especially yeah. for a Mexican horror story. <laughs> a Mexican urban legend. Right, even. yeah. Um, go back. Do it again. Call Guillermo del Toro. He'll fix this. <laughs> I mean, even La Llorona looks stupid. The makeup is terrible. Yeah. She's not ghostly. She looks like a bad Halloween costume at a party that I see at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right? Am I wrong it was, No, you were right. You were right. Um, F minus from you. So, uh, you, I... Your thoughts? I D plus at the best. What were um, some redeeming qualities for you? There were some scenes that were, were kind of creepy, but... That's really it. Predictable, though. Predictable, yeah. They are predictable. I think they jumped once, and it's easy to get me to jump. I'm jumpy. You know that about me. I did like the scene under the bridge, where the son gets out of the car and then sees the woman crying, and then she appears in front of the fence. I did like that. I thought that was kind of scary, but other than that, yeah, no. <laughs> D minus, actually. Okay, that's D plus was a little too high. It was. <laughs> D minus. The the director I couldn't identify. He hasn't done a whole lot, and what he has done I couldn't identify. But he is doing the Conjuring three. So I guess yeah, I won't well, rush to see that one either. Yeah, I guess not. Oh man, we're gonna go Bad. see it. <laughs> well, yeah. we're gonna go see it this weekend. I know. And it's probably gonna piss you off too because it's three no. hours long. <laughs> Almost as long as the made-for-TV movie was in total. <laughs> true, yeah, true. I don't know. That's I can I can forgive it sometimes. Midsummer, I forgave completely for being two hours yeah. and twenty-five minutes because it was so good. Maybe this is a turning point in your life where you're going to be able to accept these long-ass movies. I got that. But for something that was such a huge part of my childhood, I'll probably forgive that extra forty-nine <laughs> minutes. <laughs> See, like, man, that movie. It was never that big of a part of my childhood. I saw it once when I was a kid. I mean, it's silly. I don't think Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even it, when it, I was 10, I knew it was silly. Okay. As long as you knew that. I did, yeah. You didn't think it was like the scariest movie, the scariest no. clown ever. I mean, you know, I think he's still creepy in yeah. some parts. There are still parts that made me like scared to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night when I was yeah. 10. But... Yeah, it never scared me like that. Pennywise was never really that, that scary to me. He's just more goofy and stupid than scary, you know? Does he scare you in the first one, though? No, he's, okay. he's like across the street half the time when he's fucking with no, no, people. No, 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 I'm sorry, in the, oh, in the I, remake, yeah. The a remake. bit more, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's still kind of silly, but it's uh, way better made. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to this one. 
Um, I don't care about the time length, really. I, more movie for me, I guess, but we'll see. I'll pass judgment yeah. later on its length, because some movies do are a little too long. But some are, like Midsummer, perfect. Right. I mean, if they're more than two hours, but I can't think of anything that I would cut, that's definitely meaningful. Right, yeah. Like, and so we'll see how I feel about it. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how bad The Curse of La Llorona is. <laughs> we only talked about it for about a minute before we started looking forward to other movies that <laughs> must be better than this. Right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just this age, or this this time in, in cinema where this shit's just popular. These, you know, the, they go through phases. Horror goes through these phases all the time. You're... You had your zombie phase from years ago. You got now you have your ghost jump scare phases. Then you had your your return of slasher phase in the nineties, early two thousands, mm-hmm. and then you, you had outbreak phases and another zombie phase. And but then there are always really bad movies. Yes, that come the, along the with mix these. of all those. Yeah. And the Curse of Lyona was definitely was, one of them. Absolutely, it is one of them, and they can't all be. Flanagan movies, you know? It's worse than the Flanagan... Oh, yeah, you're right. They can't. They're Actually, so you know what? I heard about... For those of you who aren't sure, yeah. I heard about um, that they're releasing The Haunting of Hill House on Blu-ray, but they're all all the episodes are going to be director's cuts of Mike Flanagan. Okay. And actually, my friend asked him on Twitter, and he, he was like, hey, I haven't watched the show yet. What should I do? Should I just watch it on Netflix or wait for this Blu-ray? And he's like, wait for the Blu-ray. Okay. So either he's trying to hawk some, <laughs> some Blu-rays or I mean, the, the director's cuts of the episodes are going to be, you know, cool. I, I'm irritated by this, but I liked the show so much that <laughs> I'm tempted to purchase that Blu-ray. Uh, and My not memory gonna, is so bad is that I... I you won't I even know what's going on. I won't even know what's different. Yeah. You watched it twice, though. I did. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched some movies like three or four times. I still don't know what the hell's going on. No, I know what's going on. It's just my memory is not great. It took me like a decade to figure out like Akira. It took me like 20 years to figure out Cemetery Man. So <laughs> give me a break. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it takes... Sometimes it does take a while to figure out okay. some movies. And just really kind of get it, you know? Yeah, Cemetery Man, I can see that. Akira, I guess, I don't know. I was fully an adult when I saw it, so maybe uh-huh. I didn't need to kick it around in my brain that yeah, much. It's, yeah, there's that one, um, Ghost in the Shell, kind of, a little bit, then I got it after a while. Okay. But yeah, there's there's definitely some movies where it does take a few times. Donnie Darko's another one. It's really oh, for good. sure. That one took a few viewings for me. I always enjoyed it, but even after the first time, I was like, I liked that, but what the hell? Yeah, same here. <laughs> I think I caught it, like, in a half hour into it, and I just watched it. I was like, holy shit, this is a Great, I don't know, I guess I missed a half hour where all this fucking means, yeah. but then I went back, I was like, oh, I really didn't miss all that much, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then I watched it again and again, I'm like, alright, I get it now, I got it, that's cool, I like it. Again, here we are talking about far superior <laughs> than <laughs> La Llorona. And TV shows. <laughs> yeah. I like how, also, when this movie came out, too, people couldn't pronounce Llorona. What were they saying? I don't know, probably all... Different ways to Americanize Lorona. La- La- yeah, can I get that Lorona movie? <laughs> 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 I 
Uh, I never heard that. Oh, good. But I'm not surprised. I have definitely had family members who've said fajita. Like, earnestly. Like a fajita? Yeah. Like fajita? Right. Quesadillas? Not I've heard that. joking. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, I get that. <laughs> I am insulted by that. My Mexican family, you know, we used to have quesadillas. No, actually, we Americanized everything, too, so. But we didn't say quesadillas or fajitas. No. no, but your last name, your mom's maiden name was Barajas. Barajas, for Barajas, yeah. Yeah. Wanted to be Americans, man. I, and that that's a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about my Irish family saying Fajitas. <laughs> that's all. So, skip it. What were we even talking about? It doesn't matter. Endless Fajitas. That's what I want. <laughs> You're listening to the Scribe Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. is the 1990-91 film Meet the Applegates. So you say 1990-91. So it was filmed in 89. And But it was in the theaters in... 90. Okay. In the Philippines. Ah. ah. <laughs> then it was released in uh, the United States in February of 91. So okay. it sat on the shelf for a little while. And I would probably at that time agree with the people who put it on the shelf because this is a really weird movie and this is yeah. something that I really haven't seen in this kind of way before uh, especially with it coming back from like 1990 and everything um, when I when I picked this movie I was kind of hoping it would be like a fine like we did with Tammy and the T-Rex something maybe it was that was ahead of his time the, mm-hmm. the gore cut of Tammy and the T-Rex yes R-rated version. Uh, because uh, this movie is rated R, and it's um, not available on DVD or Blu-ray. It has not been released yet. It's not on video on demand. So we watched it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, free. And it was... Uh, Slightly uh, fuzzy, but not bad. Yeah. It, yeah. There were two different versions that were on there. The one was the uh, full-screen VHS version of it, or just probably like third-generation VHS, mm-hmm. even. And then there was a an HD version, which I mean looked pretty good mm-hmm. actually. Taped off Showtime. So yeah, it was on yeah. Showtime at yeah. that point. Yeah, so yeah, this movie does is screened. It seems every once in a while, but just not released on disc yet. So uh, I was like, okay. And I first saw the trailers for this movie um, when I was a kid, and I was intrigued. I was like, wow, there's these. I thought they were roaches at first, but they're praying mantises. 
acting as an American family. Right. And it pretty much shows you that in the trailer. You don't get the backstory of it or anything. But I thought, I was like, wow, this is crazy. And then I see it's rated R. I'm like, why the hell is this movie rated R? And it just kind of seems like it was a funny comedy with praying mantises playing people. So the R rating really piqued my interest. Yeah. Because if it was PG-13, I wouldn't have given a fuck. They kind of explain how it's possible for praying mantises to live among human beings. Because bugs can mimic other yes. things. Like Guillermo del Toro did, mimic. Nah. Right, exactly. <laughs> do you think, exactly do you think mimic, like mimic is Meet the Applegates <laughs> Part 2? <laughs> they hit the gritty streets. Yeah, the suburbs they, now. And they even that. play with it because whatever, what's his name, Dabney Coleman is like their queen. Right, right. And when he first starts to mimic humans, he's wearing just these... Decadent, colorful dresses, <laughs> like a queen would. Right, and his butt is really big, like the queen's butt, <laughs> right, too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, the gist of this clever. movie is that um, these praying mantises from South America are pissed off because their 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 whole ecological system is being torn down for factories and, and whatever, you know, the whole 90s, you know, burning rainforest, that was a big story back, still is today, but it was really, I mean, that was the start of it, I think, for at least where I started to recognize the destruction of the rainforest and the ozone layer. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're pissed about that, so they learn about humans, and then they're able to mimic them, like even with their skin, and they look just, I mean, 100% perfect mm -hmm. human replication. And they travel from South America, and they, like I said, they studied people, and they wanted to be the most average humans they could be, so, like, no one would notice that they're praying mantises underneath. <laughs> so, um, they, they become this total, like, <laughs> average family in the suburbs, and try and act that way also. Mm -hmm. um, but, of course, what happens is they fall into all the same things that humans do, uh, like credit card debts and infidelity, mm -hmm. uh, teen pregnancy, drug use, heavy metal, all that shit. Right. Which, you know, they, they fall victim to just like all humans do. And, uh, well, their main purpose when they were coming to America was to blow it up really and uh ed bigley jr who plays the dad in the movie gets a job at like a nuclear power plant mm -hmm. and he gets all like the schematics and everything and he's reporting to to aunt b who is uh that Coleman, like we said mm -hmm. is the queen and he's for some reason it's taken him forever to get to the united states because i guess he missed the boat so long that I kind of forget he's even in it. He pops they, up, yeah. Yeah, I come back to him and I'm like, oh yeah, this storyline. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> Coleman's in this. Right. Right. <laughs> and, um, but that, those plans all fall apart because like, they fall into all the same things as Americans do. Which, I it, it, I believe shows the, the, the Applegates, which is, that's the name they take when they become these Americans, mm -hmm. is, um, whatchamacallit, um, you kind of see that not all humans are bad. I just think the things that they create are the things that are bad. Yeah. Because we see that the, the praying mantises are pretty much straight arrows in their community, but when they reach the United States, uh, it's, they, you know, uh, uh, Ed Bagley Jr., he ends up, you know, fucking his secretary, 
uh, stock I mean, your channing. blackmailed into doing that, but yeah. True, true. Uh, stock your channing, who plays the mom, is uh, if you know her from Greece and uh, Tu Wong Fu and yeah. <laughs> very Rizzo, right from Greece. Rizzo from Greece, yeah. Uh, plays the mom. She goes into credit card debt pretty quickly. She just maxes out tons of credit cards. She is my. F- favorite part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think she would be. I assumed it would be Ed Begley Jr., but I was wrong. <laughs> um, the son, Johnny Applegate, who is played by Robert Jane. The one thing I remember him from is Tremors. The first Tremors yeah. and like the third the or third fourth one. Tremors. And a couple of episodes of the one I'm assuming yeah, yeah. never aired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, uh, I remember from that he uh, smokes pot <laughs> for like yeah. the first time. And he gets all wasted and he can't control himself, so he becomes a prank manis in front of these two, like, heavy metal twin guys. The Corys of this movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the daughter who is playing... I've never seen... I've never really heard of Camille Cooper. She hasn't done much, and it's mostly guest spots of, like, 80s and 90s 80s TV. stuff. Yeah. Um, she gets... She's being raped by, like, the high school jock dude, mm-hmm. and then she becomes the, the prank manis and actually cocoons him. And then all of the other family members fall in the same kind of thing where they find themselves in trouble or found out that they're praying mantises and then they just cocoon the people that find out about it right. and then hide them throughout their house without letting any of the other family members know about it. And they, they did it, yeah. And they all just kind of find out towards the end that they've all started cocooning people. <laughs> uh, Cleavon Little is in this movie who uh, we would know from Blazing Saddles as the sheriff. He plays mm-hmm. the sheriff in this movie too. Talk about typecasting. We have Glenn Shaddix, who is Otho in Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. and he's also in Heathers. And this is um, Michael Lehman. He actually directed Heathers. Heathers, yeah. yeah. Um, Hudson Hawk also. That's one of favorite movie of mine. Right Airheads. Now. Yep. And lots of TV, like Dexter, Californication. He's done a lot of HBO shows. No, we, I think he was at Cinepocalypse, too. Oh, really? Because uh, they showed Airheads there. Oh, yeah. That crossed my mind that he might have gone to that. Yeah. Show me Heathers. I'll go to that. Yeah, don't show me Airheads. Jeez. Right. Show me this movie. This would have been a cool movie show to watch there. Movie. Yeah, this would have yeah. been awesome. Uh, there are no deaths in this movie, and I'm not counting the death of the dog slash... Fly. Fly. <laughs> that, that transforms himself into one of, be one of the family members. Yeah, the son gets him high and... So yeah, he busts him. Turns a dog into a fly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I do think this movie is kind of ahead of its time in a way that it's, uh, satirical of, like, uh, your, your 50 shows and your 80 shows yes. of your families all getting along and having the perfect family and everything. It does make fun of that. And there's little things in the movie too where the characters are saying something that they've, they've learned, but they're not learning, like, um, the slang of it. Like... Uh, I believe Johnny once said, like, oh, my dad almost excrete a brick. Yeah, my dad's going to excrete <laughs> a brick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> There's just little parts like that around there, too, which is pretty cool. They did the movie Coneheads, uh, that old Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. skit, and they made that new movie, and that movie was fucking horrible. You know, yeah. it, it's really, really bad. Most of those Saturday Night Live movies were really, really bad. That's but that one, one especially. That should, should have stayed a skit. And yes. And this movie. could yeah. have easily been one of those Saturday Night Live yeah. skits. But this one, they did it a lot better than I thought they would have, and it really didn't get old at all. They introduced things f- throughout, you know, they just didn't 
have, you know, every once in a while the mantis will pop out. You know, they introduce, like, the, the birthing of, um, like, larva, larva and yeah. stuff. Uh, so I like that, too, where they really just kind of kept trying new things throughout. Um, but, yeah, there are no deaths in this movie, and people are just cocooned. Which is disappointing. When I read the synopsis from Amazon, they refer to this Jack guy who rapes her as her boyfriend. Ugh. And at no point does <laughs> she ever... Yeah, that is her rapist. Yeah, that is exactly. exactly who she is. And praying mantises, when they mate, the female bites the head off the male and then mm-hmm. completes mating. And so that's what I really, really wanted to happen. And when that didn't happen, I was like... So are they not praying mantises? Because that would have been a really satisfying moment in an R-rated movie. You know, and and that's my biggest problem of this movie, is that they didn't go there. They should have. But unfortunately, this is a 90s movie. Yeah. Where they couldn't... Like, I don't think this movie would have ever been made if they would have went there. But now, if they were to do this, and they went there with it? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think... But now the time has passed, uh, unfortunately. But if they would have done it back then, I think this movie would have gotten a higher grade for me. Mm-hmm. And um, if it would would be accepted, I think it would have been uh, wouldn't have done as shitty in the box office. It made less than I think it made half a million dollars at the box office. It was the, that bad. I, I really didn't yeah. see what the critics thought of it. Okay. Uh, I didn't read any of the reviews because um, I'm sure I would just would have seen the same kind of thing. People probably didn't understand it. They're like, what, what kind of movie is this? Is this a comedy? Is this a, a semi-horror movie, maybe? Yeah. Like you can kind of, you're not, you don't exactly know going in, but if you kind of seen movies like this before and you're able to accept that this is a satire, then uh, you'll enjoy the movie a lot more. It is, but I also feel like it couldn't decide what it wanted to be either because Ed yes. Bigley Jr. gives a whole speech about what humans do to each other and do the rainforests and it's it has like somber moments like that where you're just like what's happening right now what does this movie want to be and i guess i was expecting more of a tammy and the t-rex where they were just like we're gonna make this movie as batshit crazy as we do as we can that's what no serious moments yeah that's what they should have done i think remake time so redo it who do you want to direct meet the applegates well, Del Toro already did <laughs> Mimic, so uh, <laughs> I don't know. Who can do a good Apple Gates movie and make it fun? Maybe Taika Waititi? Ooh, yeah, I would watch that movie. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, what's your grade on this one? A solid C, solid I guess. C. It's not terrible. The rapey parts were kind of tough, especially because he didn't get his head bitten off, literally. <laughs> that would have made that all worth it to me, yeah, I feel I, like. I think so, too. They they should have gone for it. And they yeah. Didn't. Uh, make it a bit like a higher C, lower B. Okay. Um, I was thinking, should I start doing numbers instead of grades? Like a... I can get a bit more accurate, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll just stick to letters. Right. What's your favorite part? Uh, whoops. Predator, I'm sorry. Damn, breaking <laughs> shit, thanks. Uh, <laughs> you didn't touch anything. Yeah, you did. You just didn't <laughs> feel it. <laughs> uh, my, I believe my favorite part was the the pot smoking with the sun. Because when he's, <laughs> he's just going through all the same things you would hear in those ads and different <laughs> movies where people are high like oh I'm so baked man yeah. like kind of like shit like that so I thought that was really funny 
and how they just kind of made fun of that. I agree. That's one of the few parts that I laughed out loud at. And it's also like, do you remember the first time that you smoked pot with your friends and all of a sudden you're just like, what's my face doing? Mm. I shouldn't be sitting here anymore. <laughs> and they hear my thoughts. Things like that. And it, so I thought that whole like becoming a bug in front of them was like a whole metaphor for how paranoid you can get. Yeah. yeah. The first time you really <laughs> smoke with your friends. Yeah. I thought it yeah. was funny. That is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Good one. And the, I get the peer pressure with uh, the mom and everything and shopping. Yes. That was funny. (laughs) It's weird that she didn't have a favorite, like, she's not my favorite part, even though she's my favorite part of the movie. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, all, like, a high C for me. Um, But you should watch this movie and check it out. It's, I think it should get a little more attention. Check it out on YouTube for free. Um, Mm -hmm. It's still, there's still parts that to laugh at and have fun with. And it's something new. It's a happy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No one. No one dies in this movie. It's a rare occasion here on My Bleeding Ears. It would have been no happier if someone had died, but I've yeah, already yeah, that a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, but yes. exactly. <laughs> and Bill's over here. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well thank you everyone for checking us out this week. We will be back with episode 90 next week. Jessalyn's pick. I know what it is, and it's a good one. So, join us and we will see you Bruce Rider, motorcycle hero He's looking so cute Sneaking round and round round in a blue jumpsuit Bruce Rider, motorcycle hero He's blazing away. Like the stars, stars, stars in the universe. Goose rider, motorcycle hero. Ghost Rider, 